Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am absolutely thrilled to introduce today's guest, Robin Hall, who will be talking with us about her book, The Littlest Weaver. Welcome to the podcast, Robin. Thank you. It's so good to be here. So tell us as an introduction, what makes you, Robin, you? Oh, that's a big question to start with. I guess a big part of me is I really enjoy creating. I have this this need to create in many different ways. So obviously I'm a writer, but I also, I weave, I make quilts, I make baskets. I just, I love learning. I just have this constant desire to learn how to make things. And it just feels really, really good to create. So I, I do a lot of that. I also, I work part-time teaching yoga. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor. And so that's a big part of, of my life and how I keep my sanity because I have five children. Oh my goodness. It can, I... it can be busy. <laughs> so I'm a mom. I live in North Carolina, which is where I grew up. After 18 years, not in North Carolina, I came back home 11 years ago. So, Where in North Carolina are you based? So right now I live in Pittsburgh, which is really close to like Chapel Hill. If you know Chapel Hill, I'm just south mm-hmm. of Chapel Hill, just west of Raleigh. So but ah. I grew up more to the west, closer to the mountains. Excellent. So five kids. What is the age, age range with those? So my oldest is 19. And my baby is eight. And today was the last day of school for us. And so my youngest is now a rising fourth grader. Feels very strange. Oh my goodness. Well, your plate is full. I'm glad you have the meditation and the yoga to keep yourself sane. Those are two of my favorites as well. So my goodness. And what a creator. How did you learn to weave baskets, to create baskets? So I started weaving baskets in in 2016. I took a class just at a community center with this really kind woman who um, named Susan. And it was just kind of um, I don't know, I'm curious. Like I'll take a course in pottery or I'll take I've taken multiple little courses. And I took this basket making course and I just absolutely loved it. Mm. I the idea, the following patterns, there's these twills, you know, they'll go over two, under two, or there's a different pattern, one, two, but just this nice and it's repetitive. I love those repetitive things. I'm also a knitter. So doing things that are repetitive, they really can calm me down. And so I just haven't gotten bored since. So I started with making baskets and then that moved into what else can I weave? which has brought me to buying a giant loom that's in my basement where I weave different things, towels, blankets, scarves, things like that. Oh my goodness. I have to ask, and I don't know why, what is your favorite color? I absolutely love green. That's my favorite. Green. Makes sense. There's lots of greenery behind you. I live in a very green world. And I had, I lived for four years in California in 29 Palms, which is 
high desert area and there was not a lot of green around me. And it was a little bit of a struggle. So I could, I, could. I loved it, but. <laughs> so green is your favorite color. Amazing. And it makes sense then that your book, The Littlest Weaver, is about, of course, weaving. Tell us a little bit about this book. So The Littlest Weaver, I can read actually the little introduction. It says, Laurel and her father weave beautiful rugs for the people of their mountain town. When a stranger moves to town with sadness in his eyes and a lonely doll on his table, Laurel wants to help. It has really beautiful illustrations of the Appalachian area. And of course, it talks about the weaving tradition, which is very strong, especially in the Southern Highlands where I based, based this book. Mm-hmm. So part of this book, I came to this story a little bit sideways. In 2011, there was the Tohoku tsunami and earthquake in Japan. It was, it was pretty big. I don't know. Do you yes. remember this? Yes. It? Okay. So it was so such a dramatic and I don't know, just such a, anyway, it was a very sad event. Mm-hmm. And so many people were affected. And I heard a story about a father who went back. He was trying to save his family and he couldn't reach them. And he saw them get swept out to sea. Oh my and he, goodness. And I was so sad that I actually needed to write I needed to write a story. I needed to tell the rest of his story. I didn't know his name, all those different things, but I, it just stuck with me. And so I wrote a story about a man who moved as far from the sea as he could. So way up in the hills, away from water, away from that, that then danger. And how a family that made carpets, they made happy carpets. And they finally realized, anyway, it's just a little story I wrote. It wasn't even a picture book at the time. It was just me. But, and they realized that he needed a sad carpet to help him heal. Mm-hmm. And then he could move forward. So that's how my story started. And it's a little bit different than what it is, obviously, today. It uh, sounds, I have not had the pleasure of seeing or reading your book. So for those who might see the video of the podcast, do you mind sharing it? Can you hold it up? Oh, I can. And here oh, is our littlest Oh, so Stella Lem is illustrator and she did such a beautiful job. And there was a, the art director had a Pinterest board that I could send her pictures for so that she could get the feel. Is it okay if I share a spread? Oh, please do. Um, it's so, lovely. The so illustration. The opening spread, but you can see the blue of the mountains and just how rich the area is. And so I was able to share a lot of pictures of the of the time and people and the main character is named Laurel and there are mountain laurels all over the book. And it's also, it's on the end pages. And that's my Appalachian trail through hike name. I haven't through hiked yet, but when we, you hike on the Appalachian trail, you get a name. And so she's a little bit named after me. <laughs> I think that's absolutely gorgeous. And I love the pictures of the Appalachian mountains in the background. Absolutely stunning. So for those of you who are listening to this, rather than seeing it, the pictures are exquisite from what I saw and what illustrations, which of course are an essential part of picture books. So I have a question for you. In Familius, we of course really look at the 10 habits of healthy families, loving, playing together, learning together, working together, talking, healing, reading together. How does your work, and I know this is a very, although it's a picture book, 
it seems very deep, very meaningful, lots of imagery in that book Mm -hmm. and, and real, really big messages about love and loss and Tell us a little bit about what this book means to you energetically. So to me, this is about healing and the power of small acts to make a big difference in people's Mm -hmm. lives. So the little girl in the story, Laurel, she sees this sad man and she recognizes loss and because she has lost her mother. So she has this personal connection and she wants to help him. And so for me, it it often is small acts that help me to heal. But also, I wanted to share the power of how art heals, creating art and sharing art. When I've gone through different losses, it has, it's sometimes like I've struggled a lot with miscarriages, for instance. And after my first miscarriage, I picked up, my brother-in-law plays the banjo. Mm. And I never played the banjo, but I actually started taking banjo lessons from him. And it, it was just, it was very healing and I'm not currently playing the banjo. I never got very good at it or anything, but there were, there was something about the practice and creating that helped me to heal. And so I wanted to show, show that in this story. So even though Laurel is working hard to help the sad man heal, it's also helping her, her Mm. to heal her loss more. That is absolutely brilliant for you to bring all of this to children and to the parents who are reading with or to their children, the ability to recognize that healing works both ways. When we help someone heal, we are also healing that fragile, hurt, sometimes traumatized part of the self. What a deep and rich gift to children and to their caregivers. I cannot wait to see a copy of your book in my hands. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So how do you, even though we are already stating some of the obvious, how will this book, as you envision it, help families be happier? I'm hoping, of course, that it will help healing, but I hope it'll help them want to create together, which isn't exactly one of the 10. I mean, there is play together and work together, but I'm hoping that it inspires a lot of creativity. And I'm working on a couple different videos to show some easy weaving that families can do together, some simple looms that they can make just to try the joy of creating and surprises of what happens when you mix different colors. And so I'm excited to see um, how that happens as well. And interestingly enough, I think that from my paradigm, that creativity is almost under the umbrella of healing. So I think that it does fit very well into the habits of healthy families. It is just, it's a piece of it. When we create, we are healing naturally. We are healing some part of the self. So what magical work and magical pictures. Can you tell me how you envision that this book could be used by a family that's grieving or needing to be healed? How, what's your vision for that? I'm hoping that it can just be a soft, like a a joyful book. Now that sounds kind of like, how can this be joyful? But, and the people that I've shared it with so far, have definitely felt that way that it's, it brings joy, but it also recognizes that there, there is sadness in our lives, but that we can also move past it. So I talk about, Laurel says to her dad that 
let's see if I can find the words, but he's at, that the sad man, she says, he's at the cloudy days part. He needs rain showers to get to the rainbow. So I'm hoping it will help, help families get to that rainbow joyful side and just appreciate also just being, being with each other, being, being united and working together as a family. I think it's easy sometimes if something is hard to kind of separate. Like I know I'll do that sometimes. I kind of isolate myself. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it helps families to kind of open up. It can be a nice, a nice book to read and just celebrate and look at the pictures because there's so much beauty and there's Stella did a wonderful job. There's animals on all the pages. Just it's so nice to just look and even find, oh, look at this box. And here is here is this. And I'm hoping. I need to work with Stella and see if this is okay, but I would like to create, there's a one picture I won't show you because it's kind of like the big climax where you see this wonderful carpet, but I'm hoping that they'll create carpets themselves that will help, help them. So I want to have a coloring page where they can create their own carpet that helps them get Mm, to the rainbow. That is just amazing. And when I hear you talk about the part about joy and being joyful, I think so many people when they're grieving, they are almost afraid of looking or acknowledging that mm-hmm. sometimes when we are grieving, not only you know, there's not always a magical rainbow waiting at the end, but that it is good to experiencing and help to experience joy during that process. It's healthy. It's natural. There are moments that we'll have a memory of a loved one or an experience with someone who sees our pain that mm-hmm. gives us joy. And so I'm really glad that you called attention to that because joy and grief aren't mutually exclusive. We definitely have moments of joy when we recall someone that we loved or a kindness that's occurring in the moment while we're grieving. It's absolutely opportunities to connect through joy, to experience joy. And so again, I'm so glad that you brought that into focus because it's so important. We aren't always. 100% miserable when we're mourning or going through a loss. The other piece is that people often don't realize that they can grieve many things in life rather than the loss of a human being. We grieve loss of pets, loss of a relationship, loss of circumstances. Absolutely. And so I can see that this book is going to be really powerful for so many people who are experiencing we're experiencing loss day to day on this planet the way things are absolutely mm-hmm. oh my goodness so what are one or two more things you would like to share with our audience today robin one thing and this is more for the writers out there i thought i would share a little bit of my writing journey to publication because it has been a long process i began writing in 2010 And I began writing novels. I've actually written nine novels that I'm still working on getting published. Oh my. (laughs) And I've written about 20 picture books. And this is my first one coming out. So I just want to say that persistence will will pay off. If you, you know, keep on putting that time and learning. I recently graduated from Vermont College of Fine Arts. I have a master's, I'm a, a master in fine arts now in writing for children and young adults. And congratulations. That, um, thank you. I I began that program. It was in that first semester in the program when I sold this book. And it's one that again I had written the story a long time ago and kept on revising it and turning it into I think it probably went through 
don't know, maybe even 30 different iterations before becoming what it is today. But just just to keep at it and keep keep learning. And if it's if if whatever craft it is, if it's something that you feel passionate about that you want to do, just don't don't give up on it. That is such a brilliant way to bring this to a bit of a close here. That reminder, whether you're a writer, an artist, a mom, a dad, a sidewalk painter, whatever you are, (laughs) be persistent, be persistent, because when you follow your passion, good things happen ultimately, maybe not quickly, but ultimately. Excellent. And I really want to thank you for being with us today. I've enjoyed every moment and I know your book is going to do so beautifully. I'm so excited for you and for the people who get to read it. Would you tell us where our listeners can find you and your work? Yes. So you can already pre-order The Littlest Weaver at um, pretty much anywhere, like local bookstores are my favorite. So if you have a local bookstore or if you want to order it from from my local bookstore, you can order it. There's one Flyleaf in Chapel Hill and McIntyre's in Pittsburgh, both that I'll have signed copies from. But you can also, all the major retailers have it too. And you can find me at robinhallwrites.com. And that's R-O-B-I-N-H-A-L-L. And then writes like W-R-I-T-E-S.com. And the same thing, I'm on Instagram more than Facebook. And my Instagram is at Robin Hall Writes. And my Twitter is also Robin Hall Writes. I tried to make it easy. (laughs) They're all the same. So and I also on my website, I do have a newsletter you can sign up for and I do giveaways and little things there too. Excellent. So listeners, that's Robin Hall, R-O-B-I-N-H-A-L-L. Thank you again for being with us, Robin. It has been such a pleasure and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to be here and to talk with you. And thank you for your excitement about my work. I am very excited. And all those books in the work, the novels, the picture books, my goodness, (laughs) congratulations. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. Would be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, like the amazing book we talked about today, The Littlest Weaver, please be sure to visit us at familius.com, where you will find our Habit Hub blog and other books. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a true joy and pleasure. And Shine, 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 as only you can do. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.